This is a Capricorn FM podcast. We are continuing with our conversation that we were having. Here's a report highlighting a significant aspect of the unrest as a result of government's inability to deal with intelligence and security response in the country. Do you ever buy their response when they tell you, no, we knew about the unrest? Mm. No, at so the why time, didn't you stop it? Exactly. So yeah. at the time it happened mm. and how everything panned out, it was difficult to actually believe that they actually knew about it. Today, to now, I don't believe yeah. that they knew. Because had they known about it mm. and compare that with the response and just their, re- their reaction yeah. to that whole uh, issue. But mm. I'll tell you for free, I believed what, 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 what I was reading on social media about what is going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. So if they saw these things and uh-huh. they did their findings and they realized that indeed it is happening they could have done everything in their power i remember uh, police visibility was noted on that particular day if you remember mm-hmm. yeah that one i have to give it to them but as okay. far as putting um you know measures in place to deal with the unrest stop it before it even extends to any other place than where it started that particular area in case then mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i think a lot could have been done True, true. So I'm very disappointed in that response. And I think we discussed the intelligence in this country this week. Yeah, no, Mm, mm. no, we did. did. So this morning we are asking, when it comes to politics, how much influence does social media have on you? Do you rely on social media to help you make up your mind about political incidents in the country? You can find us on WhatsApp on 0879. Eight nine nine six two two six, or you can give us a call on zero eight seven two double eight nine six nine seven. So the South African Human Rights Commission investigative report into the July twenty twenty one unrest has shown the spotlight on how social media and political factors drove the unrest. We're talking this morning with the CEO of Media Monitoring Africa, William Bird. Good morning, sir. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Morning. Thanks for having me on the program. So let's maybe go over some of the things that perhaps you found interesting about the report, especially when it comes to the role that social media played in the uh, in instigating the July 2021 unrest. So I, I think, you know, the report's been subject to a fair bit of criticism already um, about the fact that it doesn't seem to go far enough in saying who the instigators were, who the people were, and, and, and what exactly caused things. So when you get to social media, what is useful is that there were um, some really good analyses that were done that helped talk about the critical role that social media plays in this kind of a, event, right? Uh, and that's something that we've seen um, globally. But this is the first time, I think, certainly in a South African context, where you've got an official chapter nine body going and saying this is the role that social media has played in uh, stirring and inciting violence in this particular uh, series of a series of events and that's quite a significant it's an important thing it doesn't tell us very much beyond uh, the fact that social media does play a role but that is nonetheless an important thing to identify because it does say that government then needs to look and say well how on earth do we start to address this and that's where the recommendation section I think is also a little bit disappointing frankly because it doesn't talk about how you actually solve those problems. Some of the suggestions there I think are a little bit uh, worrying and and they they don't necessarily talk about a a meaningful solution but there are some some good ideas that perhaps you know that leave it 
to like a panel of experts, for example, to suggest how things might be taken forward. Yeah, it sounds to me like we under, uh, underestimated how how much of a big role social media plays, especially government, because if you look at fees must fall protests, you look at the shutdown, social media generally played a very big part in those political unrest, correct? I mean, if you look at the role that social media has played globally, you know, you, you saw uh, all of these revolutions occurring because people are able to organize them effectively using social media. Now, there's, there's, and there's a critical difference there, right, which is, it plays a role, yes, undoubtedly, but there's a there's a role that is a positive and constructive role. So social media did play a constructive role in that it was able to, once, you know, the riots had been going on for a few days, then people were able to start looking and saying, these are hotspots. The police were then able to respond and go there and act faster than had they not seen those kinds of events on social media. So it's got a, a positive and a negative um, spin. You also saw on social media people responding to the <clears throat> to the violence and to the destruction, and saying, "Look, this is what's happening in our community. This is what the people are doing. Look how these people have come together, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. So there's a very positive and a negative role. I think the negative role that we're really concerned about is that when you don't just use it to organise or report on what's going on, but that you're using it to actively incite others to continue and to make the violence and destruction worse. And those are, it's a subtle difference, but it's a critical one because, of course, when you're going and inciting violence, it's a very different thing to just saying there is violence going on. And that uh, is, is, is probably what distinguished quite a lot of the social media in this event from something like Peace May Fall, uh, where I'm not sure that it was necessarily used in as an overt, coordinated manner to caused destruction there it was very much a case of using it more as an organizing tool mm. and and this obviously questions the confidence we have in the intelligence services in this country ne? because i mean we could have prevented 350 people from dying we could have you know prevented the 50 billion rands to an already struggling economy well, i mean i think that's that's overall you know it, it, it's the most blunt finding uh in that the security services said they knew, but as you pointed out in your lead-up to the discussion, if they knew, why didn't they do anything? Why didn't they act? And still today, why why haven't people been arrested for those particular acts? And I think that we all have a sense that it's because it's from, it was organized. Of course, they did know about it because many of the people involved were themselves in the security services. So it does point to a broader problem that we have in South Africa, not just with coordination of government but with uh, you know our security services ability to to act in the public interest as opposed to acting within you know particular marginalized or factional interests and i think that's a that poses a fundamental threat to democracy mm. when you look at the social media angle it says they didn't have the mechanisms and as far as i'm aware they still don't have the mechanisms in place to use that as an early warning system now we put forward a very a series of, of suggestions and recommendations for them, which I'm very sad to see aren't in the final report about what do you need to do because social media must be a part and parcel of looking at uh, you know security responses to particular crises, whether it's a flood, whether it's organised violence, whether you know it, it's some other natural disaster, it must be there simply because it gives you access and information to places that there's no way you'd otherwise be able to have.
with limited resources. And so it's very disappointing that those kind of positive lessons that we could actually learn aren't there. So saying that we were failed by security forces, everyone knows that. But I think it, it stopped well short of going anywhere near far enough in terms of saying this is what they actually need to do, do going forward. Mm. Willem, as we wrap up our conversation, let's bring it back to the individual. Um, do you think that there is, we are, you know, in South Africa, we have people who sometimes are going to be heavily influenced by the narrative that is going on on social media in terms of politics, especially uh, in this day and age where there's a use of influencers um, to, you know, take the message forward, either credit or discredit a political party. Do you think that as South Africans we are able to gauge between genuine opinions or paid media where someone is an influencer? It depends on the individual, and this is not unique to South Africa. If you are someone that leans towards uh, conspiracy theories, for example, you're far more likely to believe those kinds of ideas that government is behind everything or the evil dark forces that are trying to undermine you know, South Africa kind of thing. So it, to that extent, it does depend. But what is clear is that with the rise of AI now, where it's very becoming increasingly easy to fake not only a voice but to fake video, um, it's going to be very much harder for even the, for even well-informed individuals to determine what's real and what isn't, which, is, which highlights two things. One, people have to empower and, and build their digital skills even to an even greater extent, and it also then empowers and it also highlights the critical role that actual credible media play. Uh, in in a in a democratic society, you need to know that if something bad's going on, that you can that there are some credible sources where you can go for actual information, where people mm. have gone out and seen for themselves. Yes, mm. this is happening, or no, this isn't. Mm. Because as we get closer to elections, we know this is going to happen. Mm. So the IEC, there are some things done. You can, people can report to Real One One those kinds of things, but it is really important that people question and are skeptical of something that they see. So if you see something on social media and it really makes you instantly angry or instantly fearful, hit the pause button before you go and reshare that because it may well be disinformation. True that. William, thank you so much for coming through and talking to us. We appreciate your information that you're sharing. That's the CEO of Media Monitoring Africa, William Bird. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.